foot enthusiasts, minimal footwear lovers, or anyone trying to fix your own feet, I'm heading to North Carolina this May to lead a live, in-person, three-day retreat all about feet. I'm going to be at the Art of Living Retreat Center, which is up in the mountains of North Carolina. It's so beautiful there. And are you ready to hear what I'm calling it? The retreat is called Healing Your Soul, a stepwise approach to building forever functional feet. That's so good, right? If you want to learn all about how to take care of the muscles, bones, joints, fascia, and nerves of the feet, and learn how strong feet and ankles relate to sustainable hips and knees, this event is for you. In addition to the classroom and movement time with me, you're on retreat. So there's delicious meals, a nature-rich campus that you can explore on foot, and plenty of time for rest and relaxation, all included. A retreat is a perfect way to care for yourself in the moment, but also in the future. You are coming to learn a massive toolkit of information. So whether you're a competitive runner, a dynamic ager, or a healthcare practitioner, this is a weekend full of movement for you and your feet. And like I said, you're gonna leave with a toolkit and a big swag bag that you can use to train your feet for life. For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. I have a good zombie story, but I'm not going to tell you right now. I'll tell you later. (laughs) Welcome to the Katie Says Podcast, where Danny Hammett, that's me, and Katie Bowman talk about movement, the tiny details, the larger issues, and why movement matters. I'm Katie Bowman, biomechanist and author of Move Your DNA. And I'm Danny Hammett, a chronically curious movement geek goofball. And today, <laughs> today we're preppers, not for the zombie apocalypse, silly, but for a major hiatus from social media. Are you going to do a social media break too? I am. So you did one last year. I did. I did. It was awesome. Well, how long was it? It was an entire month, the whole month of July from the 1st to the 31st. And it was everything. No Instagram, no Facebook, no Twitter, nothing. Did, um, sorry, I just kicked my microphone. That's okay. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Did you, so it wasn't screen restrict, like there are all, all kinds of different you know, right. challenges. It wasn't okay. I didn't like, I well, watched movies working. and Netflix yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and I still okay. had my computer to do emails and all that, but okay. I did not, I just wasn't in social media. Yeah. It was that, a very, that's specific. what it was. It wasn't a yeah. screen free. It was social media free. That's great. And I think it's important to delineate. There are a lot of different ways. There's a, there's a lot of different things that you can step away from. So a lot of people might say like, well, there's no way I can step away from my computer. Like that's, we've done the screen free week show. Right. This is this is a social media specific step back. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to do something similar. Yeah. I've been talking about it. Do you have a length of time? Are you still playing around with that? I'm still. What are you going to do? Because maybe I'll. I'm going to do do. I'm going to do a month again. But I wanted to kind of ask you what your thoughts on were this. Oh, because I'm also doing this thing where I'm walking 
yeah. 2017 miles in this year, and I post every day on Instagram. Well, let's talk about that. That's a good. Okay, I think. Good. I think that you know. I, I enjoy challenges. You know, it, it's, it, it serves the same purpose for me, like setting out on a 20 mile walk, something with a, a definite end. You know, I, I do, I do well with the rules of the chat, you know, like what, what are the things, you know? So, so I'm going to do something similar as well. I've done a month I, last year, last year, I think I did a little bit longer. I think I did the remaining spring. It was my spring break. And I didn't do the full three months of spring, but I think I did six weeks of it. Like it was the midpoint. And I was like, I want to enjoy the rest of my spring. I needed to step back. I had written a lot of books close together. Mm -hmm. So I am shooting for three to six months. That's wow. Which is huge. That's nice. Yes. Well, it's a nice break, but you know, alongside that, the reality is social media is the is makes up a lot of my of my work Mm -hmm. you know how i connect to many people is via social media for you when you say the breaks you mean you're not posting nor are you visiting oh correct yeah because i find for me yeah we were were talking last time about like i find for me there are two components of social media the posting part is actually fairly easy although it's begun affecting the way that I live my life. You know, like when I'm out having my life and part of the experience of having my life is is to disrupt my engagement with the experience and the immediate yes. like framing of the experience as a lesson for other people, then I have to look at wow, like my my work is overstepping into every capacity. And I and I could argue that that's not actually what my work is at all. Like, so what I put on social media, it might be what I'm calling my work right now. But if I were to define what I want my work to be and where I think it's best, it would not be really engaging in social media. Like, that there is... There are other things that I could be working on and developing that aren't like what I call blurting, which is like a really short like outburst. So it's the posting. And then, of course, there's the mindless scrolling for me, meaning it's a it's another way of of like checking out of just like looking through everything. And I was like, I don't feel like I didn't come here with a purpose. I came mm-hmm. here just to, like I, I came here out of habit. And so. I've had, uh, I've experienced, and again, I've posted this on social media, like it's been, I, I lost my father a few weeks ago. I'm in the process of, you know, losing a dear friend. And, and so I've really come face to face with this idea, like that I want, I want to make sure that I'm aware of how I'm choosing to spend all of my minutes. And for me, activity, for me, activities like social media have begun to have an element of purposelessness. Like, it's just like, I don't know what else to do. I'm not choosing. I'm not looking at my personal mission statement. Like, I'm not like actively seeking anything. It's just kind of like, like flipping through the channel. I got rid of the TV, but I have other channels to flip through now. And so I really want to take a step back with that one to make sure I can. There's a, a lot of information now about technology addiction and so it's really hard. It's really easy for me to perceive that I can step away whenever I want 
as long as I'm never stepping away. So mm-hmm. this is this is a challenge for me. <laughs> it's a it's a no it's a know thyself challenge. Like I want to know, you know, am I am I okay? Like I've been reading a lot of books of different themes, and it doesn't matter which whether it's like on farming and or on civilization or ants. Like I keep coming back to this theme of like, there are things that I would rather be doing than this, but I'm not doing them. Right. And I need to. So that's, this is, that's why I personally am doing this. What's your uh, reason? Well, I feel like it's pretty easy for me to step away now after that, doing that month that just, Mm -hmm. I I saw the light and how awesome it is. For me, it's just kind of a decluttering of Mm -hmm. my brain. Cool. Yeah. And we've done a show on it before, right? So if someone wants to listen to those experiences from last year, they can. Yeah. So let's talk about prep. Yes, it is important, I think, to prep with any habit change, Mm -hmm. at least for most people. Well, it's a challenge, right? This is like a challenge. So it's like if you were going to do like the whole 30 or something like that, you wouldn't be like, I'm going to do it and then have no resources available. Yeah. (laughs) It makes it easier. I mean, which is totally different than your phone falling in the water. Like there are those catastrophic impositions that you're like, yes, I'm on a social. I've had people say I dropped my phone or it broke. Maybe it was actually you last year where you're like, I was off social media for a week. Oh, no, it was my nephew. And he said it was amazing. Like I like I couldn't text like people actually had to call my house. Like there are but I want to talk about all for me, it's social media, but it is also the use of my phone as an appendage Mm. because the bulk of what I do with my phone is I don't know what to call it. It's, it's a, and I'm not talking about the work stuff. I'm talking about the non-work stuff. So I think you can leave like what you do as your job out of this. If you're thinking about it for me, like I, I got a handwritten letter the other day and it like blew my mind. And I, I felt like (laughs) I could never write a handwritten letter these thumbs were made for texting. You know, the fact that when we had friends who moved to where we were and they were like, we, they had never texted before. They would just always call. And like, we are texters, right? We we're like group texters. And we totally converted them from people who would call you to have a conversation to texting. And it's not to say that texting hasn't been fun or doesn't have value. I would say that when after my father lost his hearing, who's a great communicator and lover of technology, I got years and years of fun connection with my dad because he could text just fine. He just couldn't hear. And so he couldn't be funny anymore because he couldn't he couldn't hear what anyone was saying to like offer a quib or a witticism. But texting, he was all day about it. So it That's allowed cool. him to be to participate and for me to continue to know that aspect of our relationship this is not these aren't judgments or that these things are good or bad this is simply it's time for me to step away so i had to look at like what are what are the things there's texting there's obviously going through that social media scroll that we talk about the 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 leopard in a cage like Mm -hmm. cycle through everything (sighs) well and i think filming everything filming everything taking a picture documenting everything and then mappage, like not like a, a big skill, like we have totally switched from like I used to get into my 1989 Honda Civic that FYI used to fill up for eight dollars. They'll take a gas, <laughs> thirty six miles a gallon. Wow, you know, uphill both ways, and 
I had a map, like a, a an atlas of maps, and I would drive all over the United States. I had no cell phone. I had nothing, and that, nothing that yep. I would be paralyzed with fear if I were to leave today without those things. Right? Like, oh, it's so unsafe to be on the road. Like, our our perception of what is safe is just basically the difference between what we have and not having it anymore. Like, we've begun to project safety on totally. just abundance, and so. We have like gotten maps for the last few trips that we've taken and and tried to go back to being able to navigate off of a piece of paper rather than just have a voice tell us, turn left here. You know, like where you yeah. have to like, <laughs> you can totally zone out. Well, and you just, you're not paying attention to any any landmarks, any sun nothing. on the hills, nothing. You're no. just you're like, okay, thank you. And at the same time, we're talking about like rewilding. It's like a simple way to rewild is to get rid of your GPS and just pick up, like mm-hmm. to go back to engaging visually with your landscape like that is becoming a lost skill it could very easily be when everyone in the world has a smartphone you know that everyone is just is like what is the cloud i don't know there are actual clouds and there's this other thing that i don't understand called the cloud and it's just like it has the information in it but if it's not there anymore i would i feel lost and so taking up navigation again and i'm not talking about like orienteering in the back country. Like I'm talking about like driving around my own town, like just really simple things that I got right away from over the last four or five years. And so like to go back to, I feel like I'm talking a lot. I feel like to, like to go back to that community, part of what I'm trying to do is, I mean, there are communities and the, and the things that community provides. And I have a very large online community that I love. And 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 learn tremendous things from for sure and vice versa, I would hope. But at the same time, what's needed for me here is an in-person community because I can't make the transition to the things that I have to the like the wisdom or the knowledge that I have, like has led me to the point of like, well, it's still an in-person community that's needed. You can have an amazing online community to share and swap ideas. But the fact of the matter is many things require a person-to-person exchange. And a large portion of my time is cultivating an online community versus an in-person community. Like, so, you know, again, what's the Dallas Hartwigs? Less, Uh, more social, more, less less media, more social. Yes. Less, more social, less media that, that there are opportunities for, developing a community that gets thwarted by my interaction with online community. So I've like over the mm. years, like I've, I've recognized this early on and I've been definitely pulling back and creating the, uh, the in-person community. It's not like magic. It's not like, wow, you're so lucky to have a community. It's like, this is work. Yeah. This has, this has required me going, Hey, I have my body right here. How can I serve you with my physical body? Can I watch mm-hmm. your kids? Can I weed your farm? Can I make you dinner? Can you come over to my house for dinner? But if you don't ask those questions and don't put your physical body out there, you're not going to. Like, it it has required a lot of movement. I have to share this story related to that that happened. So last year when I did the the Take a Break Challenge, there was 50 people, over 50 people from all over the world that joined in, which was really cool and participated. and, And it affected everybody positively. They loved it. But one of my friends, Pamela, she, during the challenge, 
She sent out in her neighborhood, she hand-delivered little handwritten invitations to everybody on her street. And it just said, I'm going to be in my front yard for coffee. I don't know any of you. This It was way more eloquent than what I'm saying. I don't know any of you. Bring your coffee, bring a chair. I'm going to be in my front yard Saturday morning from 9 to 11. I love that. And she (laughs) just set up her little chair with a pot of coffee and her cup and just sat out in her yard And instead of scrolling through her phone and reading the news or any of that jazz, she just waited for people to show up. And people showed up. And she met, and she met, I know, how cool is this? And she met neighbors that she just hadn't, you know, they had never interacted. And I just think that was such a cool, positive action for her to use her body (laughs) to to serve the community, you know, and bring it together. That was a, a neat, positive thing that came out of last year's challenge. And, you know, we've talked about building community. So it might be that a step to building community is take a social media break, because if you there's only we have a limited resource of time and attention. And if it's if you're throwing abundance towards online, which, again, isn't to say that you're not going to make friendships and get what you need that way. It's just that there there is a need to not outsource all of your community to people who are living in a different place than you. There's a real tangible need for in-person community. And so you don't want to use all your community dollars. <laughs> you don't want to spend them all online. So what was the other thing that I was just thinking about that? So so I have a job and what I do is, is educate, but I've, I, Personally, have just I've enjoyed the freedom that short social media bursts give me versus like one long, you know, writing of a blog post or or whatever gives me. I've, I've enjoyed that particular freedom. But what's happened is I've had I've heard other people say, "Well, I would love to give up social media, but I am like so into learning what you're teaching right now that I'm afraid if I go offline for thirty days." I'm going to miss it. Like, so I realize that I too am in a relationship with keeping other people online. If other people mm-hmm. are online because they, because it's the way that I'm choosing to teach, then, then they're unable to make a transition. So I thought, okay, well, this is an ecology. We can transition together. So I needed, I need to find a way. I mean, and currently in process of like, how do I find a way to give out what I'm giving in a way that doesn't require that you check your phone 40 times a day to see if I've given anything, which is just like a, an agreement between you and me. Like, here's what I'm going to do for the next, for my social media break. I'm going to be preparing a monthly newsletter. So I already have a monthly newsletter, but it's been more like just general, you know, just kind of, it's like a general newsletter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to transition to, giving out that those bits of information but just in a in a more robust piece but it'll only come out once a month you know to look for it you know that it will be there in your inbox you don't have to engage with social media to make sure you don't miss anything because i'm not going to put out anything that you're going to miss we're going to both be able to step away from constantly checking into these other things and if you don't want to that's fine but at least i feel like i'm not enabling right that's cool particular thing so it's just a way this is a stack your life type thing this is a way of changing a behavior that still accomplishes the same thing but in a different in a different way so it just it's going to require that the relationship 
with social media and the way that I work change. And then, of course, the trigger is other people will have a change in the way that they're interacting with my material too. My material becomes more aligned with my overall message. So Mm -hmm. that's what I will be working on. So sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. It'll be at uh, nutritiousmovement.com. Yes. It's usually a pretty darn good newsletter too. It's full, but it'll be better. Yeah. It'll be better, you know? (laughs) How are you preparing for your own so you, you know what the plan is when you're gonna go on hiatus, but how are you preparing for your own self and your own possible addiction, maybe or withdrawal? Are there things that you're doing now, like cutting back? Like every once in a while, I'll just take a a one to three day break, just not planned. I'll just put down, I'll put it down, and be like, that's it, and I'll walk away because I learned last year during the big break that I survive, mm-hmm. and and it's just feels my brain just really got open and uncluttered. It's kind of nice to take those small little decluttering breaks just to kind of always remind yourself. Like I recommend doing these breaks definitely more than once a year. Oh, yeah. You know, and to put mini breaks in, like we've said, you know, like one day a week or certainly like, I mean, it starts with like, can you take a longer break, whether it's a month or a week? Yes or no. Can you take weekends off? Yes or no. Can you take the nighttime off? Yes or no. Can you take dinner off? Can you leave it in your car? Like, so any of those would be a step for you to measure how comfortable slash uncomfortable you feel without that, without that device being able to engage with. And like, even like little things like, like ask the magic. Anytime you want to know anything, there is a culture that develops when, whenever you want to know something, you no longer have to think about it. You just ask the magic box and, And lo and behold, it answers. And that's going to be really funny that I just said that because I just read this article and I took a picture of it (laughs) so that I could so I could share it because it was I know I know I get I get the, the irony of all this. Like it was so it was so powerful to me. So I was reading The Economist April 8th to 14th, Why Computers Will Never Be Safe is the cover. The name of the article is Mind Meld. And it's a book review on a book called The Knowledge Illusion, Why We Never Think Alone. I haven't read the book yet because I just read the review of it. And they're saying, like, do you know how a toilet works? Do you know how a zipper works? Do you know how a bicycle works? Like, most people are utilizing gajillions of technology that they have little to no understanding of how they actually work. They are daily occurrences. They've been in their life always. Their skill level is adapted to all these technologies, but they don't actually know how it works. And that what these cognitive scientists were saying, and it's a book that's drawing on evolutionary theory and psychology, they're saying that that we're always striving really to do as little as possible, right? That that's like Mm -hmm. kind of, that's like the human condition that, We store knowledge then throughout a community, but the members do not realize that this is the case, that that different people know different things, but we that we know a bare minimum and that we really depend on the collective knowledge that we've outsourced knowing. That was their word, outsourced knowing knowing. that that we have this. This outsourcing habit and so when I was reading this, I was like, yes, okay, that's it's very similar again to to movement matters 
ideas where we've outsourced, we can say that we've outsourced movement, but we've also outsourced we've outsourced knowledge, mm. right? We're trying to definitely get it back or we're definitely, we have people who are in charge of getting it back and then perhaps people who are in charge of disseminating it to the public. But again, it's challenging to do that because you can only know so much and your tendency is perhaps to know as little as possible. And so they're, they're really saying you need to be skeptical of your own knowledge and the wisdom of your crowd because that's going to lead you to how you think things actually work. So it made me think, yes, okay, I understand this. And that what I've been personally working on is given that there's so much to know, like, I don't need to know how a zipper works. Like I have to prioritize what's actual life necessity knowledge and which isn't like, I would say that knowing how to get water, if it wasn't like, if someone else wasn't piping it to your house knowing how to get water and about water, that's a like a that's a greater priority for me. So thus, I create a relationship with Find a Spring and start looking at the newspaper columns. Like this is what I'll be doing on my social media break is identifying outsourced critical outsourced knowledge. Like you can mm-hmm. outsource it, but when you start outsourcing where your food comes from, how to get food, what's edible, where's water, where do you put your waste, how do you deal with waste so that everyone doesn't get sick, basic medicine, Right. Not things that require other people's not like, how how can I tend to myself? And then, of course, there's that movement component. Like, there are so many, like, midwifery. Like, how, what are the knowledges that, like, that humans really rely on where where you become very precarious when that foundational mm-hmm. knowledge has been outsourced for the knowledge that you prefer to have, which, again is enjoyable, but maybe not critical. So anyway, I don't know how I got to that, but it's such a fascinating article. Have you, you've probably read The Natural Navigator and Lost Art of Reading Nature's Signs. Yeah, yeah. I I have a stack in a picture right now. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. (laughs) Those are, those are good books for what you're talking about. Yeah. And so that's what I'm planning on doing. Like what I'm, I'm not really, I don't have a plan for should I, like, I don't have a plan for failure. You know, like, what happens if I get back on? Like, I don't anticipate that being an issue. I definitely have a period of transition, like you said. But mostly it's about setting the intention for when I'm gone. Like, why am right. I gone? Like, instead well, of just going, oh, I should do a media break because that is not good for me. That me to one of my favorite tips. Tell um, me your tips. For prepping for this. Because some people are freaked out about what they're going to do. And they are worried about failure, which is totally understandable. I suggest a, you make a two-part list. Mm. The first part is if you just kind of brainstorm, take a little bit of time, get to a quiet spot, and think about the things you liked to do before you had social media. So you kind of have to go back, what, eight <laughs> eight years or so, 10 years, and, and think about what was what one for I, you? What was oh, one for me? You? Yeah, like what have you replaced? Just sitting around and goofing around on my guitar. Oh, okay, just great. Just picking it I like up it. and... Or remember just sitting and listening to music without doing anything else? See, that used to be a thing. That used to be a thing. And you would do it. And you would sit and talk with other people or you'd be by yourself or you'd read lyrics. But those things have but see, to be I can't tell. I can't tell if that's a younger person's thing or a social media thing. Because with, you know, we're in, a, at least I am, I think you are too. I'm in a, a time where... You know, all I know is my own reality that social media came on with children. Like I got my first 
smartphone when I got my first baby, like within a couple of months. And so it's very hard for me to separate parenting from smartphone usage. Like how interesting is that? Because because like how else are you supposed to record your child's life and, and your every thought? Like even doesn't I'm looking through pictures right now and preparing for different family events. And I see that there were like maybe 17 pictures existed for every year of my life. You know, there was like three oh, yeah. Christmas and all of them but, were bad, you know, but, but they weren't bad. What they documented, like, like you can barely see anyone's face, but you can see what clothes and you can see like what people were eating for breakfast. You can see that everyone was smoking in the pictures and what was in the, you know, the Marlboro lights advertisement on the newspaper. Like there was a lot of information that doesn't come in these like, perfectly crafted artistic. So right. I, I I need to realize that it's okay to not document a life that 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 is just one person of one culture's experience and and no one knows how that's going to affect the culture going forward. Exactly. Although there's these books that are saying it. So like I it's not about going retro. It's just about making sure that I'm not overly tying unrelated things to together. Right. So I like that That's guitar. I have to think about That's that. What did, what did I do before? That takes a while. That takes a while to make that list. So keep that list. And then you go back in the second part. You make the second list about things you want to do. Just simple. Like like things. you've always wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, learn to juggle or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, learn how to pluck your eyebrows, whatever it is. I don't care. But you make that list because I used to smoke. Years ago, I was a smoker. And when I quit smoking... Whenever I'd want a cigarette, I'd have a piece of gum or take a drink of water. You know, like I had this substitution. I think when you're first weaning yourself off social media and your phone Mm. addiction, just to have that go-to list so that when you feel like, I got to check my phone, that you can look at that list and go, or Mm -hmm. I could bake a cake, you know, (laughs) or I could pick up my guitar. I think having those quick and ready substitutions because your brain isn't wired right now for the stuff you used to like to do. It's wired to what you're doing right now. If you can Mm. have the reference, it really does help a lot. And put them in your hand almost, like almost have them ready to go. I had them out on the fridge. And so it's like whenever I felt like I missed my phone or I missed social media, I would just do one of those things on the list and boom, it was gone immediately. Well, and like we said last time, remove the apps, right? Yes. Like definitely remove your social media apps. I wonder if you can even temporarily like downgrade your data plan, right? Where there's like an incentive there Probably. where like I, you know, call and say, I'm going, you know, I'm, I need to go off for a few months. Can you do this? And then I've been toying around with no texting during this time too. Like actually physically calling people on the phone. Are you a big texter? I am because it's it's the way that I have become so productive is I've outsourced single person communication to to mass grouping mm. text to a lot of people and and you get it's like kind of like you know when you're when you have kids or you yourself are hungry it's very easy to quelt uh quelch that's not the right word like to squelch an awesome word though thank you though to quelch <laughs> i was thinking quench and squelch together like to to quench your need for water or i'm sorry for for food like you can eat you can eat junk food and that it'll mitigate the signal but that doesn't mean that that was the best way to meet that need it just means that our signals haven't adjusted to all the things that are available right now so when you are itching to connect or itching for 
input of some type, you can basically do the equivalent to eat a, uh, uh, I'm not going to say Snickers bar. You can do the equivalent. You can do the equivalent to drinking like a cup of Coca-Cola to get those signals to go off, which would be like picking up and just doing like a, like a, a lap. Or you could, like you say, go outside and count birds. Like, you know, um, someone told me once, like if you are having like an anxious feeling and I've done this with my kids for other reasons, like just to get them to focus on something different identify five natural sounds and immediately mm. sends their brain looking for something. Or I can you see how many different bird species can you see right now? Or, you know, like some, some sort of game that you have that when you notice yourself getting a particular loop that you send your mind seeking for seeking a different type of input that, that is more aligned with what you yourself would like to be seeking. So that's, yes, that would be my, my, uh, back pocket tip. That's good. Well, I think I just kind of through this talk answered my question that I asked at the beginning about my walking project and mm-hmm. Instagram. What are you going to do? I think I am going to just take a break from it because I'm still going to be walking and you know, people or, know it. You That's know, all. Yeah, I mean the thing is like it's okay if it's if you're okay. like, "Hey, guess what? I will be walking these 5 days." Like if you want to post something, before I'm on a social make these days and what will I be doing? I'll be walking this day and walking this day and walking this day and walking this day. Mm-hmm. Or you could encourage people to say, you know, like I'm going to be posting a weekly recap of my walks through my newsletter, which just it trains you and as allows allows you if you still feel that that need of connection, if you still want that body of work to be there, you can just do it a different way. Like why That's couldn't you send idea. out a blog, a blog post to do it to say you know, I'm going to be off social media, but is a blog social media? You get to define if it is or if it isn't. So, so many different ways. Yeah, no, that's that's very helpful. I'm excited. I, I hope a lot of people decide, you know, that it doesn't have to be for a month. It doesn't have to be for three to six months, but they, they really are helpful. I think so. I and mean, until you take them, you don't realize how no, helpful they are. Exactly. It's like coming out of a a structured shoe. You never knew it felt a particular way until you felt something different. Right. Okay. When's your month? Do you know yet? July. I'm going to do July. It's and perfect, I think I'll probably do July, month. August, September too. Yeah. So enjoy it's, the summer. Yeah. I, I wrote a blog post about my experience and it was, I called it my 1970s summer <laughs> because I actually did things. I mean, even though I work and I have kids, I I did things like just was lying there in the grass watching clouds Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm 46 years old and I, that felt good it just to have that removal and just kind of be connected to everybody and everything again was pretty awesome. And I, I still am carrying over. I'm still like high from it. Cause I remember and it's how available it all the time. Like yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's like a, it's like one of those things like, I wish life was like it was. And I was like, it just requires powering down. Like it's not, that's not available yeah. anymore. The cha- the challenge is really identifying like, wow, we have, yeah, so Human and Animal mm-hmm. by Rene Dubois, who was writing about this in the 50s. He was like, if the technology is there, a human can almost not use it. They're like monkeys running towards shiny, shiny <sighs> trinkets. And That's so he, he predicted that that would be a an issue that once it was available to not engage with it would take such willpower and or probably that you have to constantly be like critically thinking versus just naturally Correct, engaging yes. with your environment. Like you have to be 
thinking so much to constantly go, is that what I want to do? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you have to basically behave like a computer. You have to mm-hmm. be this, like a bind, like an input. Yes or no. You know, like in, and, and I, I don't know, like, that's why we've removed couches. That's why we've removed the television. That's why we will be removing the internet and things from our house because if it's not there, it does not require that you live your life constantly running through, cho- you know, like those if and you don't have to constantly be doing that. You can just engage more freely with your habitat, but your habitat is more suitable for the goals you yourself have selected. So yes. anyway, okay. did you know, did real quick, did you notice when you took your break last year, did it permanently change your habits as going forward? Yeah. I mean, the only reason I've come back is because I haven't quite figured out the work equation. I, I've had to literally restrain myself multiple times from heaving my phone into the river. Like I know, like my, my intuition, my natural response to how I feel when I am like getting real close up to how I feel with my thing is to heave it away from me. Mm -hmm. But why I don't is because of like, oh, but what if the, uh, the, uh," you know, like, You have all these other reasons, but my gut is telling me to throw it away. My intuition is telling me to throw it away. My critical thinking is telling me to throw it away. All my, all systems are like, get rid of this. And so that's why it's time. Yes. But even, and even if you don't throw it away, it's just even reducing or changing that habit from a break is very helpful. I mean, it's it's since last July, my usage has been down so much because I understand how good it yeah. felt. Well, I think it really went back to the same level. There are moderators and there are abstainers, and clearly, if I got rid of my couch, <laughs> I am not a like I'm not a I'm not the like I'm not a moderate kind of person. I it's easier it's easier for me to abstain, so I just like. I can see that that's actually the the best solution for me because it works well mm-hmm. with my personality type, you know. And so, oh, like, yeah. I, we went on vacation to a, a place where there was no. We went backpacking, and there was a lot of places that we backpack. We I am lucky here because a lot of times my cell phone doesn't work when I go away for the weekend, so that's great, right? Those those are always just engagement with nature and family, and I don't have to worry about my phone being an issue because it doesn't work. But I packed, but I was like, but I, I see, here's, this is a stack your life. I couldn't imagine how I could take pictures of these beautiful hikes just for ourselves, you know, to show our family when we came back, not for posting. I couldn't imagine how to do that if my phone didn't work. And it was like, oh yeah, remember those things, cameras? Yep. That, yeah. And so like, I, I had posted a picture on social media of like these crazy items that I was taking and someone was like, is that a camera? And I was like, yeah, it's a it's a digital camera. It's a high tech thing that oh, has yeah. become obsolete because everyone basically has a camera in their eyeball attached that's, to their hand, right? That's like, funny. I actually dug mine out three months ago. <laughs> yes, because because yeah. you can take it with you. I found mm-hmm. I found my original iPod from eleven years ago that doesn't do anything except for play music. So now I, I have found this pile of technology that has become obsolete. Because of this new thing, yet when I have the new thing that is many things, like a, it's like a Swiss army knife of so many things, I find myself using 
the things that I didn't even intend to use. Like I might want to listen to music, but now like there's texts coming through. Oh, I got to check my email anyway. Oh, I'm walking. Oh, I could take a picture. You know, it's like right. when, when you have so many options, it's it's almost worse. Like it just, it leads you to behaving in a way that you wouldn't have chosen had you not have it. So I was like, I can totally downgrade, again, air quotes. I can downgrade to my, what was amazing technology five years ago. Like I can downgrade to those expensive, you know, environment costing items and they're everywhere because they're obsolete and cheap. So I've just been playing around with paper maps, digital cameras, old iPod, nano, my nano iPod from when I was love it. Yeah. So there you go. Love it. That's awesome. Well, this was fun and I'm excited to hear how this progresses as we go on. Let's see. It is May. Where are you going to be? Well, that's interesting. Part of what I'm going to be doing going forward in my way of doing less teaching via social media online is to start teaching more in person, old school style for me, like to figure out a way to actually connect and and teach person to person. So I'll be doing a lot more of that for the next few years than I have in the last few years. Where I will be in May is Austin. I'll be at Paleo FX and then probably one other book signing. As soon as I have details, I'll let you guys know. Seattle in uh, September, Ancestral Health Symposium. And then Ancestral Health Symposium, New Zealand. I'm going to New Zealand. And I'll, I'm sure I'll do other things in New Zealand as well. Yeah. That's in October. So. That's in October. Well, I meant teaching things. I clearly will be doing other things in New Zealand. Yeah. But no, if you're going to, I mean, that's a yeah. long flight. So you should be able to reach as many people as you're. You it's can. a long flight in the big country. And we're actually contemplating staying there. We're actually contemplating staying there for like a month if we could work out. I, we, I, I'm looking for, if anyone knows, this is a, this is a great way to use a podcast. If anyone knows of a nature school or a nature program, an outdoor program in New Zealand where, you know, we could bring kids to for a month's period of time. And, you know, if they would allow, it's kind of hard to isn't, bring kids isn't into a school. Isn't that just New Zealand? Well, it is. But, you know, like there's us, the parents, and we'll definitely be doing a lot of that. But they really... They need their own community and two adults isn't the most nutritious for them 100% of the time. So some time for them to be with other children, I think, would make a month or a month plus be better for them. So please tweet me or (laughs) text me or write it in the sky or send me a mail. Actually, write it in the mail and send it to my P.O. box um, and let me know. And it's not why I have till October. And, okay. okay, so that's it. And I'll see yes. you all hopefully very soon. And I'll see you. Am I going to see you pretty soon in person? I don't know. Come I don't know. on. That would be nice, but. Come on. Yes. Hopefully. Oh, Maybe and Colorado. if anybody wants any of these these uh, weaning yourself off and prepping tips, you can visit my blog at moveyourbodybetter.com. And I have like all the tips listed there from last year. So just go to the blog and find them. Go there right away. Go there all right. right now. Thank you, Danny. You're awesome as always. Um, Thank you all for listening. For more information, books, online exercise classes, photos of every instant of my life, you can find me at nutritiousmovement.com. And that's a portal for all social media and blogs and books and stuff. And you can find more from Danny Hemet. I'm trying to think of something clever to say for you. Like, it's just like (laughs) zombie apocalypse. Oh.
I have a good zombie story, but I'm not going to tell you right now. I'll tell you later. Um, you can find more from Danny Hammond at moveyourbodybetter.com tips and also Instagram. She's Instagramming. How many, what's your daily walk now? What are you at? hundred and forty? I don't know. It's a lot. I haven't, I haven't tallied in a long time. I tally about once a month, but it's pretty good. I front loaded early so that when I had, you know, days where I couldn't, I didn't feel so bad, but like you would do double walks. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or more like walk and a half. Good. And now I'm like a puppy. I just crave it all the time. Gotta get out. Gotta get out. Gotta get out. You are like a puppy. I've seen you wiggle. All right. Find Danny Hammond at moveyourbodybetter.com and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. you find the general information in this podcast informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and should not be used as such.